It's January the 6th, 2020. 2020, it's a new decade ahead. Wow, how exciting is that? Are you excited? I hope you are. In this episode of the Sales and Presentation Podcast, I'm going to be looking at the challenges that I've got facing me in 2020. But the focus of today's episode is surprise and delight. The small things that can make a huge difference. Got some great ideas for you to do this and really get your 2020 off to a flying start. So, are you ready for this episode? Let's go. Welcome to the Sales and Presentation Podcast. This is the podcast for businesses and individuals who want to transform their sales activity, deliver awesome presentations, and win more sales pitches. And now, here is your host, Trevor Lee. Welcome, everybody. This is episode 90 of the Sales and Presentation Podcast, the first one of 2020, episode 90. You know, what's really coincidental is that today I ran my 90th park run. <laughs> so I did that this morning, and I'm recording the episode 90 of the Sales and Presentation Podcast this afternoon. So I think that, uh, do you think that deserves a little round of applause? There we go. You can also tell that I've got a new toy. Yes, I'm recording this now on a Procaster Rode studio mixer setup. So I'm very excited by this. It arrived just before Christmas and it's got all those little extra bits on it that you can put the applause in. And, uh, you know, and if I uh, if I manage to say something funny or uh, what well, <laughs> what uh, or. Okay, so I'll try, <laughs> I'll try and avoid using those new toys too much. So what challenges have you got facing you in 2020? What are they going to be? How exciting are they going to be? And what are your surprise and delight factors that you do in business? So in this episode, I'm going to concentrate on giving you those surprise and delight factors. But first of all, I'm going to share with you the challenges that I think I've got for my business in 2020. And I've got four on my list. The first one is that I really want to get to grips with my online presentation course. Um, it's under the banner of deliverawesomepresentations.com. I've got it on Thinkific. Um, it's out there, but I haven't really done anything yet to market it. So I'm going to engage someone in January, February to help me market the online presentation course. I've done all the work, you know, all the videos are there, the podcasts are there, the checklists are there, the notes are there. It's it's entire there. It's the seven P's of presenting and it's it's designed and aimed at people uh, who are going to do a major presentation, say, five or six weeks after they start the course. And there are three live pieces of interaction as well. So if you go on, if you've got a major presentation coming up, which is a big sales pitch or a big event presentation, and you want some help, then you can buy the course. And the way it works, it's very one-to-one. -one. You can download all the bits and bobs you need uh, in any format you want, uh, covering the seven Ps. Then I'd encourage you to put your presentation together, and then we'll go through it live, one-to-one, in a webinar, uh, sorry, video, live li video link situation. Then we'll make the, you'll go away, make a few tweaks, all that sort of stuff. Then you come back and we do another live episode, uh, just one-to-one, -one, and you go through your presentation. You present it to me live as though you were going to present it normally. And um, I advise you on you know various things to do with the tone of your voice, your body language, the emphasis on the words, the content of your slides, all that sort of stuff, so that when you actually go live, you are ready to deliver a cracking presentation. And then we have another live interaction. And on the last one, I go through, you know, this is after you've done the presentation and we do it like a debrief. 
so what happened, all that sort of stuff, blah, 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 blah. And you get all the content for, you know, there's no expiry date on the content, so you can go back and use the content next time you do a presentation, all that sort of stuff as well. So that's very exciting. Um, I've, I'm also, I've rewritten my sales transformation program, and it's now a six or 12-month program, and it's aimed at businesses that really want to transform their sales in 2020. And I'm looking to work, I've got capacity to work with two or three businesses. And so... If you're thinking, is that for me? Well, I'm expecting to work with businesses who are on a growth curve. They're usually well established. They haven't got a sales director in place. They might have a sales manager, but they just need someone to come in and help them make that transformation. So it's um, it's uh, where I would work with you on a monthly basis over six or twelve months as a planned program. And I've had some I've had some uh, little booklets printed to describe this. It's all on my website, but I've had some booklets printed as well to help people understand what it's about. Um, and I am, in 2020, going to publish that book on presenting. It's going to be called The Seven P's of Presenting, Strict Speaking, or something along those lines. And again, I've got most of the content in place. I just now need to press on and work with someone to help me get that book published. So um, I recognise it'll be self-published, I'm sure. I'm sure the, it won't quite be everybody charging to my door at the moment to <laughs> sign me up as the next great business author. But you know, it will be good. And I've also learned that if you want to be a speaker at events, which I, again is another one of my ambitions for 2020, is that if you've got a book, it seems to raise your status and profile significantly. Um, and it's, it's interesting that in a digital world, isn't it? And then the final one is that I want to keep growing this podcast. I had a, had a great podcast year in 2019. Uh, so I want to keep growing the podcast. But I also want to grow the number of interviews because this is episode 90. And in the previous 89, I did one interview. And um, lots of people do lots of interviews. So, ah, this is going to change in 2020 to the extent that over the next four episodes, I've got four people lined up to share their thoughts and ideas. First up, next week, I've got Simon Vincent. Now, Simon is an experienced marketeer. He's now running his own marketing business. And we talk about how marketing can drive sales. And he shares his top tips for 2020. So that's going to be a great episode. The week after, I've got Matt and John from the St. Austell Printing Company. And I talked about a little booklet I'd had done. And it's very interesting, the dynamic of printing, because in this very crowded digital world, people are turning back to print to get space and get seen and get noticed. And there's a, they, and they, they, it's a great episode with the guys. Uh, Matt does a lot of the marketing for the company, and John is the head of sales. And... Um, They've got some really great ideas to how to, you know, make sure that you're getting the most from your print because it doesn't matter what you, you know, if you, you might think, well, I need to do digital, but I bet you somewhere you've got something printed, even if it's just a business card. Okay. So, and again, the question is how good is your business card? Does it reflect your business? All that sort of stuff. Or have you got 5,000 that are out of date? Whatever. But printing is very exciting. Digital printing, very exciting indeed. I've just had this booklet printed. I've only had 50 printed. Um, so I haven't got a warehouse full of them. So that's going to be a very exciting episode. Then I've got David Bone at the end of January lined up. David did a, we recorded this podcast with David and David is an expert in export. And uh, he's going to share his thoughts and ideas. If you're thinking about growing your export sales in 2020 or even to start exporting in 2020, then tune in to David's podcast. It'll be the January the 27th episode because that's great. David's a, he's very experienced in the international business world. And um, he's, he's going to share some brilliant ideas about exporting and how to get into exporting. And then at the beginning of February, we've got Mark Picken. Now, Mark is a, uh, he's a web design, marketing, 
expert. Mark is going to talk about the customer journey. And he's also going to talk about accessibility as well, because there are more and more legislative things on websites now to do with accessibility. But he specialised in the customer journey. It's a fascinating episode that we recorded just before Christmas. So thanks to Mark for that. Mark actually also appeared on my other podcast, my running podcast, 44 at 60, because he's run the same event that I'm planning to do in 2021. So got some great stuff coming up. If you uh, would like to come on the show, then just drop me an email, trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk. Just a little bit of explanation about yourself and what you can bring to the table in terms of sales and presentation stuff. And yeah, and I'll make contact and we'll see if we can get an interview lined up. So there we go. So that's the, the challenges for 2020. So what about surprise and delight? Because what we want from our customers, of course, I'm going to play my machine again now. I pressed the right button now. So we want, we want our customers to feel like this, don't we, when you deliver your surprise and delight factors. So customers want to be cheering you from the rafters. You know, that's what you want in 2020, isn't it? Say, ah, oh, what a great company you are, what a great person you are. And sometimes it is the surprise and delight factors that make all the difference. Now, if you don't know what on earth I'm talking about when I talk about surprise and delight, the best way I've come across of defining it are surprise and delight factors are small things that very rarely cost you much to deliver, sometimes nothing at all. Um, but they make a disproportionate difference to the way your customers perceive you. So I'll give you an example. Okay, how many of you sent out some sort of Christmas card to your customers? Yeah. How many of you actually put something in the Christmas card, handwritten, personalised it to your customer? Uh, Hands up, hands up, come on, be honest. Or did you just send out the same, you know, the the pre-printed Christmas card? So what, which one do you think would make the difference to the customer? Which one would they be most delighted to receive and maybe surprised as well? Uh, it's a bit like the thank you note. I sent out about 20 thank you notes, little cards before Christmas, just to people I'd worked with this year who I felt I wanted to them to know how much I'd appreciated the opportunity to work with them. So it's all handwritten and it's all, you know, little personalised things. So you know, it doesn't take long to do, frankly, but it you know, can make a huge, huge difference. So there's a couple of surprise and delight opportunities. So personalised cards, you could send out a personalised postcard. The one thing about a postcard is that people don't have to open the envelope to see what's inside. They're always curious. So, you know, I I do this as well from time to time. So that's an example of a surprise and delight factor. How about phoning up a new customer? When was the last time you did that? When you did a piece of work for a new customer and you phoned them up once the work had been delivered either by you or by a member of your team or something, and said, great, we are so pleased to have you on board as a new customer. Just wanted to check everything was okay. I remember I bought a fridge. I bought it from a local supplier, and this was about, what, 18 months ago, I think. And I phoned them up. I needed a new fridge because the old one had stopped. And this lady recommended the fridge to me, so I, I bought it. I didn't see it. I just bought it, and they got it delivered, installed. Great. A couple of days later, she rang me up, said, I just check in, Mr. Lee, how your fridge is. Now, how many times has anybody ever rung you up to check out your new fridges? So guess what? Next time I want something, I'm probably going to go back to that same store, aren't I? So again, a surprise and delight factor. Simple things like learning the names of your customers. You know, whenever you go and get something that you buy regularly, think about when you go and get your hair cut. Do you get your hair cut from the same place? How many times do they know your name? 
Yeah, because if you walk in and say, "Oh, Trevor, come to get your haircut," how does that make you feel? Makes you feel much more welcome, doesn't it? Appreciated of your custom. So I think learning your customers' names is something that we take for granted, or we ignore, or we just never do. So learn your customers' names, and then when they come in, you can talk to them. I mean, if you're in a business where you've only got a handful of customers, that's quite easy. If you're a retail business and you've got people coming in all the time, it's a bit trickier. But try it. Try and make that happen because it. You know, if you get regular people coming in, it does make a difference. Just before Christmas, I had lunch with a, an old colleague of mine back in our media days, and we used to uh, frequent a particular restaurant in, the, in in where we are down here in Truro and Cornwall, and yeah, fairly regularly. <laughs> and we go back there about twice a year. And every time we go back in, the people are still there who were there back in the day. You know, the people look after us. And they always welcome the guy in, you know, so, oh, Tony, oh, you know, Mr. Hazel, how are you? You know, they love him and it makes him feel great. And so every time I meet him and I'll say, where do you want to go for lunch, Tony? He says, oh, we've got to go back to that. We've got to go back to Manning's in Truro. That's the place to go. So <laughs> there's a little plug for Manning's in Truro, but they do a great job. So think also, here's another here's another way you can do surprise and delight. So I'm hoping, you know, you'll, you'll think, wow, these are take these on board because you can see already they cost nothing or next to nothing and they're easy to do it's just a bit of time and thought and you know what about ideas that you weren't asked for that's one of my favorite surprises and delight factors so a bit, customer comes along and says oh i need an idea for this or so why not give them an idea they hadn't asked for okay whatever business you're in you can come up with something that will help the customer that they hadn't thought they needed help with it's also a very good way of following up a proposal as well if you if you ask for a um, you know something that you hadn't actually previously thought about asking for, that's a great way of doing things as well. So you know, lots and lots of things. Um, I did some work with somebody recently, and um, when we were talking about this, and one of the members of the team said, "I can't remember which company it was now, but there's a particular company that they get supplies from themselves, and every time they get supplies, there's a mini packet of Haribo's in there. <laughs> so they remember the Haribo's." You know, it's a bit like you order an Indian takeaway and you don't, you know, you don't order poppadoms and guess what? They chuck you a few poppadoms in or most of them do. So a little surprise and delight factor there. I remember years ago I was at a meeting in Bristol and I was drinking black tea at the time. And um, they came around and said, what would you like to drink? And all this, we'll go and get it organised. I said, like a black tea, please. The lady who brought it up, you know, from a canteen or wherever it was in the day, somewhere in the midst of this building, and uh, she brought me this black tea and she said, oh, by the way, sir, I've brought you a, an extra tea bag just in case it's not strong enough as it is. Uh, now, that to me was a, a brilliant example of a surprise and delight factor. Um, she'd given that some real thought and that made a difference. So it is about thinking about your customers and giving it some real thought. A few years ago, I was involved with some colleagues in a, in a and we had a uh, some work doing, work uh, doing with a, a company, a guy called Peak Performance, and this was two guys: Kevin Roberts, who I'm not sure what he does now, but he was the CEO of Saatchi and Saatchi at the time, and his colleague Mike Pratt, and they produced this business concept called Peak Performance, and they wrote a book about it. And what they did was they embedded their team into the biggest sports uh, teams around the world, teams that were there or thereabouts all the time. So, um, the Australian cricket team the Chicago Bulls basketball team, the Bayern Munich football club, the uh, New Zealand All Blacks, those sort of teams. And one of them was the New York Yankees baseball team. 
And I particularly remember when uh, they were, sh- you know, talking about examples from in the book. They talked about how when they when they went to the teams, they basically embedded themselves there for three months, and they just talked to everybody within the organisation because they were trying to find out what was the magic formula that kept these teams at the top of their game or close to the top of their game all of the time. And what they discovered that peak performance was a co a totally inclusive situation. Every member in the organisation understood the benefit of surprising and delighting the customers. So it wasn't the responsibility of the salespeople. It was every single person. And I remember particularly they talked about the seat cleaner at the New York Yankees Stadium. And when they interviewed one of the seat cleaners, uh, the seat cleaner said to them, I realise that I'm, you know, well down the scale in terms of, you know, how much I'm paid for my job and all that stuff. But I also realised just how important it is. Because if I don't clean the seats well, the customers come along to the game, the fans, and they get to their seat and it's dirty it kind of starts to ruin the whole day experience for them. Now think about that for your business. Where in your business chain does the customer journey really start? And what can you do to make sure it gets off to a flying start? So what's your equivalent of a clean seat that the, the, the fan or customer is going to go and sit on? Because you need to surprise and delight your customers at that very early stage of interaction. So there we go. So, you know, there's a few ideas for surprising and delighting your customers in 2020. And just to round this off, you know, the other thought I had was that, you know, sometimes you can surprise and delight your customers by saying no to them. Because, you know, sometimes our product or service just isn't the right one. And when we say to the customer, well, I'm really sorry, but I just don't think you're, you know, this is what I can offer is what you really need. It's kind of reverse selling, isn't it? And that can be a real benefit to a customer because the last thing they expect you to do is tell them not to buy your product or service. But try that sometime. When it genuinely isn't the right thing to buy for them as a customer, tell them not to buy it from you and steer them towards somebody who has got a better product or service or one that matches more of their criteria. Because guess what? Guess how well they're going to, you know, talk about your business to everybody else. And guess how well they're going to remember that. And when they do need something you've got, guess where they're going to come. So turning business away because it's not right for the customer is a big thing to do, but it has a massive effect. That's a really big surprise and delight factor. And we've talked about, you know, asking people about, you know, how the products or service are meeting their expectations. Don't send them a survey. Everybody sends a blinking survey, don't they? You know, phone them up, get real interaction with them or go and see them, you know, get them to talk to you personally, even if it's for five minutes. It takes just as long to fill that ridiculous survey in we all get where we never know what we just get bored and we start pressing the button to get to the end of the survey so don't do that survey phone them up wow what a difference that'll make and if you do get a complaint you know from your customer get it sorted immediately oh god i remember back when i first started the media business if you know somebody's advertising was wrong it used to go through about six different processes and take weeks to sort out i mean that's bonkers isn't it someone's got a complaint the first person who picks up the phone needs to deal with it, right? Oh, I don't say, oh, I've got to see my manager about this. Because often the people at the front end make better decisions on complaints than the managers anyway. So have a check your complaint system. Because you need complaints because that keeps you on your toes and it tells you where you're going wrong in the eyes of the customer. Better that they complain to you than just walk away and never be seen again. So sort that out because that'll make your customers feel acknowledged and appreciated. And then they become your best marketeers. So there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to 2020. There's some challenges ahead for all of us, but 
that if you can surprise and delight your customers, then particularly as a small business, you will really gain significant advantage in your marketplace. So if you've been inspired been inspired at all by this podcast i just bashed the microphone then as i was gesticulating to you (laughs) Um, if you've been inspired at all by what i've said in this podcast about surprise and delight then now make a little list talk to your people about it and say right what are we going to do in 2020 to surprise and delight our customers because it will make a difference so i wish you every success with all your challenges and all your plans in 2020 i hope you're going to enjoy and keep listening to the podcast Please share it. Please leave a review. And yeah, here we go. We're going to do some interviews. So Simon Vincent is next up next Monday. See you then. Thank you for listening. The Sales and Presentation Podcast is a production of Trevor Lee Media. If your organization needs to transform its sales activity and re-energize its sales team, or you need help with a key presentation or sales pitch, then please get in touch with Trevor via trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk or call him on 07785 390 717. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do leave a review on iTunes or via your podcast app. Thank you.